Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. Welcome back to episode 77 of the On the Table Gaming Podcast. I'm Chase, and I'm joined by the illustrious Josh. Josh, welcome back on. Thank you, Chase, for having me. Uh, how are things going for you in the wide world of COVID-19? You know, it's just a thrill a minute uh, excitement, but I actually did paint some miniatures, so that's... Uh, I'm excited. I love it. I love what you've got going there. And you got some flayed men painting up and you got your Baratheon wardens. It's happening. Well, next time we play, we're going to have like these beautiful immaculate armies. I mean, they'll be painted. Mine won't be beautiful. Oh, your stuff is amazing. What are you talking about? <laughs> good gosh. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, you know, it's been, it's been tough, but you know, hopefully we have some good stuff coming up on the horizon. Uh, on expo is going to be virtual. Oh, yeah. So that was actually supposed to be last weekend, originally the actual expo. You know, it was pretty devastating to hear it was canceled. I was really excited for that one. I was almost toying with the idea of trying to go down to, to Georgia. But now I don't have to go down to Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's I, for me, it's like I wasn't going to be able to go anyway. Um, so this is actually kind of cool. Like we're going to check it out remotely. Yeah, and have a virtual expo should be awesome. So it looks like it's going to span over three days. Uh, so on Saturday... They've got uh, general contests, like painting contests. And I believe the way it works is you can, you can put your own painted minis out on their Facebook page, on their comments, and they'll have instructions on the CMON Expo Facebook page. And they're going to pick their favorite painted miniature and one at random to win. So even if you are not uh, at James Wapple levels of painting, you can still get a chance to, to win something. Although, you know, yeah. got to shoot, aim, aim big, aim big. I'm going back to the roots of a uh, cool mini or not, right? Just yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. A total blast from the past. Full circle. <laughs> They've got a bunch of other stuff. Zombie side contest. There's going to be some live gameplay, some game developer plant panels, and that's where it's going to be super exciting for Song of Ice and Fire, because we already kind of know some rumors of things. At least I would think. Yeah, there's some. There's some. There's some rumors floating around. Because the big one I think was at Gamma, which is like a trade show. It's you know not for the general public, but there's always somebody who like sneaks a camera in there or something. The heroes. Yeah, we exactly, and we had been we had been sent these like really crappy, grainy versions of a PowerPoint that seemed to have information about Greyjoys on it. I love new factions. And Greyjoys would be awesome. And last year at Seamon Expo, they did reveal House Baratheon and House Targaryen, mm -hmm. and so you know it would make sense that we might have another faction announcement. That would be pretty cool. Think we would get two factions? That would be crazy. I don't know what would be Here the second hope. faction. Because they tend to release two close together. Athens and Targaryens were close together. Free yeah, broken, something in uh, mirror. Now I wonder if that's going to change up though, because the way they're doing Greyjoys in quarter four, they're releasing Greyjoy with the starter set and then a, a few units, like a hero box and a core unit. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't Which a hero like box. A, better way to a go. few things. Yeah, so you start yeah. off with a bunch of stuff. So maybe they'll. Maybe this is like a, a whole shift in how they're rolling things out in general. But what would be the other faction that you'd want to see? Well, I mean, how many houses are left? You've got Greyjoys and then uh, Tells, right? Is there yeah, anybody else? You like, you know, do you think we're going to see... I mean, I think people were surprised when there was Free Folk. Are we going to yeah. see, like, you know, House Aaron or some, like, smaller, like, sub-factions? Or, or, you know, what about the, you know, Karstarks? Or uh, I'm trying to think of other... What are the small factions? I guess that would be just, like... Yeah, I feel like a lot of those are going to fall under like sub factions. Now, maybe House Aaron, because they are like a major house, would be its own thing. 
Um, but I mean, if, if Highgarden is basically going to be folded into Baratheons, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, that might not be the case long term, right? That they might become their own faction and be able to use some of those other, you know, characters. We've seen characters with multiple faction identities before. But um, yeah, I mean, it seems like they wouldn't really be on, on their own. But I mean, maybe it could be cool. Are we missing anybody well, else? I mean, there's definitely a lot more stuff to come for like neutrals, I think. I mean, it really just like the it's be dorm then right that's what's left i mean that's the one people would be asking for the sand snakes the uh, house martel yeah that would be cool although do they like really i mean are they really represented in the books as a military might they're much more like political influencers yeah well i think i mean i think they're known for their like uh holding out right against all odds and they had that really horrible brutal war where they just you know kind of I'm trying to remember exactly because it's been so long since I've read the books. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Weren't, weren't they like weren't they well known for being like this like this really sturdy defensive army that were like the only ones who ever stopped the Targaryens when they had yeah, driving? that's very much true. But I feel like that's like those things that are like whispered in the books and like um, hmm. we don't get a, a lot of like point of view characters that are in wartime. But yeah. I guess it could I be true for a lot of the, in the book. Um, what was it like the Targaryen history book? Yes, that's true. One that you gave me because that was where they talked about it. Yeah, and I guess you're right. They, we, if it's in the books, I think that expands much of the books, right? They may not be limited to just the Song of Ice and Fire series. I think it might be all the written works. I'd have to double check on that actually, though. We don't. I don't know how much like mi- how many military units we saw of theirs. I, I think they're are they mainly known for spears? Is that like yeah, how I like think the so. Are there because that right? Uh, or maybe that's from the maybe that's from the show. I mix up my lore sometimes. Oh my god, me too. Oberyn and and uh, <laughs> all that, but. Poison spears. Maybe they'll have a poison spear unit. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then Ariel Hota with the with the axe. Oh yeah. Some I think cool it, characters. But you know, I think that'll be cool down the line. It's always good. Like what happens after that? Then what are we thinking? But um, I think Greyjoy is the next thing that seems immediately on the horizon that we at least know like a tentative like release date. That would be cool. How do you think they would capture that as a faction though? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, because they think about like their their whole thing is like raiding, right? Like not mm-hmm. necessarily being like an army of um, can hold, but more like, you know, just pillage. So I think that they'd probably be hard hitting, but then maybe not really durable, you know, maybe fast and and like have some cool like ways to enter in from board edges or, you know, play around with movement more, but then not really have like staying power, you know, like endless yeah. hordish where they can like just keep coming from different angles or something. Yeah, maybe I hope like not. That. I kind of want endless horde to be a free folk exclusive, but. Well, yeah, we don't need, I don't know if we need two of those. Because I don't know if they're necessarily known for having overwhelming numbers so much as they I guess are you're for right. um, just being like, you know, just kind of showing up. Like everything. a Brendan Tully sort of thing where they're like, I'm yeah. in the rear. And maybe I they could you. like steal stuff, you know, like maybe that could be part of it. Like they could have some ability to like their characters. Yeah, like every time they kill a unit, their movement speed is slowed down because they're carrying away fat loot. Yeah, maybe they make some of your MTU <laughs> characters into salt wives, you know? I mean, oh, you know. geez, like a carry off, capture, and like kidnap things? <laughs> steal, like, hey, steal attachments? Like, it's what your Melisandre is now. Oh, uh, yeah, and there we go. An attachment go. in my unit of Jeez. raiders or something. I don't know. That would be cool either way. I think that's sort of like Viking aesthetic. I know a lot of people that, are, that play Free Folk that I know are also into that sort of like Viking ish sort of aesthetic. And I think that the Greyjoys will probably be a, another faction that will be uh popular with that crowd 100 so hopefully we'll find out on saturday man i'll be and and not to mention i mean like who knows what's coming out for the factions we have right there's still a lot of stuff that's 
be determined for some of the other fractions that we I do wonder though if like because of all the delays with COVID-19 if they're going to be a little bit more conservative with what they mm. share at the CMON Expo because timelines may now have been shifted back they don't want to be like in that sort of gap area where there's uh, nothing really to talk about yeah I mean that's possible I, I wonder like I mean I think I mean China is largely back to manufacturing right so that's true. But yeah, so I mean, I, maybe it won't impact it that much. I mean, maybe they'll be a little cagey about like, you know, committing to dates and stuff, but that's kind of par for the course. I think, you know, it, it, it gets there when it gets there is sort of the standard. We got some contests going on on Sunday, and one of them is for showing off your gaming table. I know for Song of Ice and Fire, a lot of people have cool tactics boards and other accoutrements. Like, that'd be a great one to push out, and, and I'm kind of excited to see what people have for, um, you know, submissions on that, because... This is a game that doesn't necessarily always have the coolest scenery. People oftentimes go with the 2D, but there are some people that have gone like all out and made like Castle Blacks and, you know, these crazy throne custom tactics boards. So I'm kind of excited to see what like the wider community has. That's interesting because it's like you're playing with trays like this. It's, it is it is kind of hard to go with like a 3D, 3D scenery, right? Because like if you have like, you know, with individual models, it's a little bit easier to have some, you know, hills and rocks and you know smaller items because you don't necessarily have it's not it's not that difficult to move around but then if you have like a big block it's yeah it's right. more challenging so we'll see it's cool though when people have some you know, height to the table yeah absolutely and then you know i'm really excited that i'm gonna be doing the q a for song of ice and fire and i believe that's on sunday so you know guys if you're listening make sure you tune in to that stream and you get some questions ready for uh michael chanel and uh and the CMON folks, make sure you get some questions ready for Michael Chanel and the CMON folks. Uh, that'll be a great way for us to kind of, you know, dig deeper into what's what's coming down the line and maybe even talk about and maybe get to pick his brain a little bit more about what's been revealed the day before. Uh, I know I'm really excited. This is like the Song of Ice and Fire holiday season where, you know, you get all these cool goodies spoiled, then you got to you gotta wait to play them. But still. <laughs> right, right, right. Or do you think they'll be creatures of the dragon persuasion? I mean, I hope so. It's like that would be badass i mean targaryen's like the first question i think oh and not to mention there could be eventually be a you know others faction you know uh oh trying to get know, those so, books yeah but yeah i mean one of the first things people asked was like are there dragons are there you know the night king that would be kind of cool yeah hopefully dragons hope i mean i don't like the thing about dragons is they'd have to be so ridiculously powerful or they could be like little baby dragons. I wonder if they're going to do them with like tactics cards, though. It'll be like, I know we know there's a Mother of Dragons box that's slated to be released later this year. I'm wondering if it'll be like a Khaleesi, uh, a Daenerys, uh, you know, commander that has like really powerful tactics cards that like roast things. Or cool. <laughs> if they'll be like solo dragons or dragons for the tactics board. I don't know. Be like, I think dragons would fit on a solo tray or would they be a warming? I don't know. Or War Machine. Depends on the size. I'm assuming they're going to do a variety. But who knows? It could just be like, you know, skin changers where it's like you field her and they like are tokens that go out and mark things or something. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the cool things the card game did was like you, you had like the cards that went for game first came out where they were just like the little babies. Mm-hmm. And then like as the card game progressed through like the timeline of Fire or Game of Thrones in this case, so ridiculously powerful. That would be. That's crazy. Yeah, well, we'll see what we'll see what happens. We'll be having this conversation in like a week or maybe less, and being like, "Holy crap! I can't believe this thing's out there." But what is it going to be? Nobody knows. And uh, you know, hopefully, we'll be getting back to playing these games like in person soon. Um, you know, there's no real 
um, roadmap yet for what it's going to look like for like a lot of local gaming stores. But I know some places around the country and world are opening up and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be back to pushing pieces of plastic and little trays around in an actual table. And we'll be doing that soon. For sure. I mean, I, I think it, I, I get the feeling that things are easing up a little bit. I just hope that, you know, we're doing it responsibly. And then, you know, when the time is right, everyone has a chance to play this game. I think we still have to get like a quad game. Yes. Or like a two on two or like a four person free for all, something like that. Would you be up for challenging some Patreons for a 2v2 game on Tabletop Simulator? Oh my gosh. All right. We want to lose. Let's. Oh gosh. All right. You you always got to talk a big game. All right. Talk a big game here. The cool thing is that we can definitely, what do we do? 2v2, do we bring like both of us just take, you know, 10 sets of Raiders? With no attachments and no NCUs, we have twenty no. trays. <laughs> have to figure cool. something out. We'd have to go with right. like a bigger table, probably. Oh man, let's let's talk about this in the Patreon Discord then, because I think we do need to get a, a Patreon uh, a two v two game going. That might be kind of fun, actually. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. After Simon Expo, maybe with some of the. No, cool I'm not really ready. good at navigating tabletop simulator. I, I I, me neither. So it's. Right? <laughs> I may knock your whole tray over, and there we go. Oh, it's made some improvements. Though. We've made some improvements. So it's made some uh, leaps and bounds. So with that being said, I'm really excited to shift gears here and talk to our guest, Nessie Knows. Now, you might have seen some of Nessie Knows videos. He's making a Song of Ice and Fire content now, and uh, I really recommend checking him out. I know he's really big in the Infinity World, but it's great to have him now moving over into a Song of Ice and Fire. And I'll definitely be following that content along with his Legion materials as well. So Nessie, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Now, most people might know you from your YouTube videos. You have your unboxing videos for Song of Ice and Fire. And now I think you've got those weekly Tales from the Front of Song of Ice and Fire videos. And uh, I just can't believe how fast that last video I saw was uh, you trying to walk through some Starks. And you're talking about how you're going to try and paint them up in a week. And I think there was like 33 of them. How, how are those coming out? Oh, they're done. Last week, I realized I needed a goal because... Obviously, we're all on the quarantine. And the previous weeks, I have been doing just small units for other games. And this time, I realized I needed a larger goal. So I decided I was going to finish painting my Starks. And I started with my Sworn Swords. And I saw those up on your Instagram account, which is phenomenal. They look, they came out amazing. So you're not only getting them out fast, but you're making them look, you know, amazing. Yeah, thanks for that. It, <laughs> it was, it really was a whole week. It was Monday basing them with texture paint and then Tuesday priming and then Wednesday, one unit, Thursday, another unit, Friday, another unit. And I think I collapsed somewhere around Friday night. <laughs> You're more, more machine than man. I Felt guess it's the wrong way. genre, wrong genre. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, for people that maybe don't know you as well, I know you also make Star Wars Legion content and a bunch of other games you cover on your channel. You know, before we get into that, what's kind of your gaming background? How did you get into, you know, war gaming and tabletop gaming just in general? It stemmed from um, Inquisitor, which is honestly a ah. 40K game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know 40K was a miniatures game at that time. Ah, okay. Um, I saw a picture of Sanguinius in the book and I immediately was like drawn to that genre. So immediately I wanted to find out more. So 40K became something I was interested in. And then as it progressed, I went 
played more 40k. I learned how to play Infinity, which is a different uh, tabletop game. And I was predominantly Infinity for about four to five years. And I helped establish one of the biggest Infinity groups on Facebook called WGC Infinity. And I was running that for about four to five years. And uh, I took a break about 18 months ago and I started jumping from games. I I never found a a niche to call home again. Like I left one apartment, but I didn't have another apartment set. (laughs) Um, But I, a year ago, I ended up getting a song of ice and fire at Adepticon and uh, it was part of the giveaway. They were just giving away starter sets. Yeah, lucky man, you get to walk out there with a big box of minis there. <laughs> yes, I did. And I'm also friends with James Wapple. Oh, there we go. So I saw him paint his Lannisters and his uh, Flaidman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, these are nice. Tell me about the game. And Jim and I spent, I think we spent like two to three hours talking on just painting and and his thoughts on on painting the miniatures, and he he loves the style because it's dark sword miniatures, and he's a big dark swords fan. And I got to play the game with a friend of mine locally. I gave him my Lannisters, and I was like, "Here, let's try this out." And him and I have gone back and forth ever since. But predominantly, it's it it feels now like a Song of Ice and Fire has has grown close to me for. Because the, the stories are good. The books are good. And yeah. <laughs> the TV shows are, are good content from time to time. And Mostly good. Mostly good. <laughs> right. And, you know, and, um, but I prefer the books. Uh, yeah. and, and the game is great. And, and it keeps changing. And, and I like the fact that it keeps evolving. So, so in, in the 10 years of gaming that I've been, yeah, my daughter's 11. So it's about 10. Oh, wow. So you did, you painted 33 Starks in a week and you have a, a, a kid. <laughs> so you get some high expectations there, man. Yeah. Yeah. But the, you know, my dad is, my dad's work ethic has always been very good. Um, he jokes, but he, he's very proud of what I've accomplished as an artist and as a, yeah, as what I do for a living too. So. And so um, I saw also from some of your other content that you, you have some of your ministers that you actually paint for stores or have them displayed. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I'm not a commissioned painter like like some of the others out there. I just paint and I spent the last two years honing my craft and getting better. And I think I've gotten better. I just know because I, I follow you on Instagram and, and the other game I like to play a lot is Star Wars Legion. And uh, I think it was your, your droids that was on display. Was there more as well? That, but I definitely saw your droids. Definitely the droids. It started with the store was like, we want to display Star Wars Legion because all we display is 40K. But mm-hmm. Legion grew as the store was running a league. Legion exploded for the store. So they wanted mm-hmm. to display an army. And none of the other gamers at the time caught their eye to display an army. And they asked me, you'd paint your droids pretty good. And I was like, well, okay, thanks. And one of the <laughs> Play them in the cabinet and I kind of dropped my jaw. Yeah, um, that's like an achievement unlocked. That's like a next level thing here. That is. I've never done that. Um, so I finished painting my droids and they're like, okay, what's next? I was like, what do you mean what's next? Well, you know, what about the the droid 
uh, expansion pack, the the leader units. I was like, okay, so I did that. <laughs> and they're like, well, you're gonna do the B twos, right? I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay. So I did the B twos, and then quarantine happened. Right. And I'm like, am I ever gonna see my droid army again? Um, oh, jeez. But the they told me is that if I ever needed to get them mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you know the the one of the managers would open the store. That's not a big deal. Um, but and I just have, for, for people listening here, you're, you're in New York city, right? I'm in the Bronx, the Bronx. Uh, which is one of the biggest boroughs for New York city, but also has the largest people uh, with the virus right now. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'm in New York city, but my local game store is outside of the city. It's actually oh. about 40 minutes of a drive North. And where do you play? You want to give them a shout out? Sure. Toy Wiz Collectibles. Toy Wiz Collectibles. In, okay. Toy Wiz Collectibles. They're in Nanuet, New York. I actually heard of them before. That's come up before. I just don't know. I've never been there, though. Yeah. Uh, it's about, I say about 40 minutes from uh, the Bronx with traffic. And mm-hmm. uh, they're probably, you're in Connecticut, right? Yep. So it's probably about an hour for you. That's amazing. Where. At some point, we we've got to we've got to meet up. I know I made the drive down to Mythicos, came right by the city. Yeah. So I mean, if it's about it's about an hour, it's probably about an hour for for you, depending where you are in Connecticut. But it's a it's a good store. I I it's gone through some changes. Um, it it's got a lot of comics and a lot of uh, gaming as well. And I've been going there for about maybe about four to five years. I used to do a lot of Infinity tournaments there. And we were doing our Legion event there. And that's where the droids came in. And I've been buying my army for Legion there. It's been great. So they pushed they push the plastic. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. And, then, and uh, yeah, actually, and one of my buddies, Brian, who works on A Song of Ice Fire Builder with me, he is actually in Brooklyn. So I go down there every once in a while to see with him. So... I know, I know from his experience that the one thing the city doesn't have immediately in the city, it's got everything you could possibly want in New York City except space. And sometimes getting big gaming places to, to be able to have tables to play it can be a little bit a little bit tight down there. So No, that's that's one of the big things. There's a very there's gaming stores in Brooklyn and Manhattan and there's clubs, but space is so limited that the store that I go to, Toy Wiz is they changed and they, they, they took out a back room. It used to have three rooms, kind of mm-hmm. like the, the front store, the middle of the store, and the back. Um, the back store was huge, and they they would have a lot of space. But the gaming area is still big, and we have about, I want to say about eight to ten six-by-four tables. Wow. And then they yeah. have those uh, two-by-six tables, I believe mm-hmm. they're the folding ones. Yep. They have hundred. They've. I, I want to say hundreds, but it's probably like a good thirty of those. So if we wanted, we could use them as, as extended tables. That's um, crazy. But gaming's fun there. It, it's there's it, gaming goes from like I mentioned Legion, Forty K, uh, some Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, I kind of am gonna. I was gonna start pushing a Song of Ice and Fire this spring. I don't know when that's happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, temporarily on hold. Yeah. So figure why not paint, you know, yeah. I got these models. Why not paint them? And so I noticed from seeing some of the stuff you posted, it looks like you're going in on House Stark. Yes. Uh, I'm a big House Stark fan since the TV show. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that was my first introduction to the to the um, to the series, to the game, to the books. And since then, I've always liked it. And the game added more to the fact that it was more book than show. And right. I like that. I like the the way Serial Pharrell looks, and I like uh, the models are just tremendous. So how stark for me was has always been a standing point of the North remembers it bases itself on honor. Right. And it will do whatever it takes to defend the North. Plus, um, I mean, who can who can really, you know, hate on having some awesome characters and, you know, giant dire wolves that will maul people. So that has always been that's <laughs> always been a, that case. I've always liked wolves. Uh-huh. Um and I was like, wait, they have a eight foot tall wolf as a pet. I think I'm good with this. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, oh, this guy has a white one that disappears into the north wall. I like that one too. So, it is the fact that both my armies, uh, House Stark and the Night's Watch, have dire wolves in it. That is true. That's true. Yeah. So you know, hopefully things will start picking up again soon, and we'll be able to get out there and and uh, you know be gaming more in general. Um, you know, less than ideal situation right now with, with COVID-19. Have you gotten many games in? Have you been in sort of enjoying the, the style of play? I played, it was for a time I was playing about um, about two games every week or every other week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my friend and I would play Starks and Lannisters or Starks and Free Folk or Night's Watch and Free Folk. You know, the, those two armies that we had. And we would try out plenty of games. And my first tournament was at Mythicos. Oh, okay. Um, I think it was like a 14-man or 16-man tournament, and I tied for third, and I was actually very happy about that. Um, That's amazing, yeah. Yeah, considering I had no plans of, of even competing that high, I just wanted to play. Um, and the tournaments are, have been really good, so the game itself is a lot of fun. It's 40 points, you know, most of the time it's maybe five, six units, depending on what army you're playing. Unless you're playing free folk, and yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a self-inflicted wound, though, right? It's uh... it is, but then <laughs> it's like, oh, you have four um, raiders, but I don't get any points for killing them, so, right? So it's got. I, I love that mechanic. Yeah, I I found it like very. I was like, yes, I killed that unit. <laughs> I get nothing for it. Yeah, it's definitely more enjoyable back. on the receiving end when I'm like, oh, darn it, you killed my unit. It's like, well, there's there's no loss there. Yeah, and then it's like, oh. He plays a card. He bought that unit back. <laughs> yes. It's an endless horde. I mean, it's got to be. It, it is. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's like it's a wake-up call because if you're focusing on that unit, it gets you nothing. But then right. you have the giants. Right. Right? That if you focus on them, you, you know, they're going to If you focus healed, on them, you better get, kill them because if you don't finish it off. Yeah, it. I've I've grown to fact that I've thrown Serial Pharrell with Stark Sworn Swords at a unit at a giant has worked out very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, the, here, you don't, don't give sixes. out tips on killing giants. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's my giant killing unit. Anyone who's listening, don't play against me with that. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's a uh, my friend Josh. He plays Free Folk, and he will use one. He uses two giants. But he uses uh, the the guy from the FIFA, the the Cranston Craster, yeah, and he heals them on top of, and then later heals the giant some more. So it's mm-hmm. like I call the giant Weapon X from <laughs> Marvel. 
Yep. Because he would just heal. And I was like, wow, this is unstoppable. And then I got my ballista from oh, <laughs> for the Night's Watch. And oh, jeez. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> so he goes the other direction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's such a fun game. I love I love the way the faction identities have developed. And the best thing about it, you know, one of the big selling points for me is that uh, it's really like uh, an easy game to transition into. In that it really, you can pick it up and just put it on the table and play it. If And if you're not into hobbying, you can still play the game. And if you in, are into hobbying, you know, there's the so much stuff you can do with scenic basing and the miniature sculpts for being single pose miniatures. They're actually rather detailed. Right. And that's why I like watching uh, Jim paint his uh, oh, yeah. Sword of Ice and Fire models because he takes them from pure plastic and he makes them into almost works of art. Mm-hmm. And it's inspired me to just in paint as well uh, more. It's um, seeing his techniques and seeing what he does. I, I don't try to duplicate. I try to just achieve a level where the models will look good on the table. And my Stark Army has been working out that way. Um, 33 oh models in a week is not my highest number actually wow 86 is holy that's a that's like the entire contents of the the starks and lannister box or something you're getting it up was there. it was literally um two umbers two umber uh umber berserker units you know the war the trackers um the archers and like some other parts here and there so it it was a hard job, but it was it was fun. It's enjoyable to see the fact that when my Starks will be eventually on the table, they will be fully 100% painted. And it's a great goal to have. You know, I only have 64 more models to go. <laughs> getting there, getting there. That's, that's phenomenal, though, man. Um, so having come from, a, I, I hear a lot of players that actually come into A Song of Western Fire had a, of an infinity background. Uh, I wonder. It's kind of like an interesting, uh, like thread that's being seen across the, some of the new, the new recruits to the game coming in with a kind of a, an experience with other games. Um, are there any things about the game that you, uh, things that like really stand out that you really, really love about the mechanics of the game? And are there any things that you're like, oh, you know, here's something that maybe you feel like you'd like to see explored more or might be missing? Great question. So, for what I enjoy about the game, the simplistic combat rules. Even though people, they, they, they will nitpick on certain parts, it's very simple on how the dice mechanics work. Mm-hmm. They broke it down into a tree structure. I attack you. I do any triggers. Then you do any triggers for my attack, and then you save. You do your saves. And then any trigger cards or such. It's very simplistic. Um so much so that it can get very complicated because you're the timing issue but i believe michael has has and the rest of the guys from cool me or not have answered those questions to the best of their ability um but the the attacks and and the the dice mechanics is very simple i love it it's better than i do this i get plus this this and this and then you get minus this this right this. right and then you get lost in the math. It's right, very and, and that doesn't have to like add, you know, if you're trying to play the game, like the focus is on more on, on the playing part and getting it, getting things moving. Right, like it's like, I need, <laughs> I need three plus to hit. How do you know? Right. It says right there on the card, right. three plus to hit. Great. Oh, 
I charged, I get rerolls. Cool. Oh, but the this card tells me I can reroll. Yes, but you're already rerolling on the charge. You can't right. reroll or reroll. Done. Okay, what's your saves? Four up. Cool. I hit you on the side. Minus one. <laughs> oh, four up. Okay. So it, it works. You know, it it it's very easy. What I find um what I would like to see more, and it's not it's my personal preference coming again from an mm-hmm. infinity background is terrain. I think yeah. the flat terrain is great, but I would really like to start seeing some, um, some terrain above, you know, some 3d terrain. I know it kind of is hard, but, um, you can do a 3d wall. It's right. not a big deal. And you I know the a... Kickstarter came with some like basic ones, but I mean, really at this point, every, if we know the footprint of the scenery, it's not that hard to just take that footprint and put a, the- a, a similar size 3d something on it. And then right. if it becomes a movement issue, take the piece off and you still got the 2d footprint beneath it. Right. I, and infinity, the terrain is such a part of the game. Mm-hmm. that it adds when you see tables it's it's right. kind of one you know i've seen other games that use 2d to 2d terrain or 2d uh markers for terrain yeah you'd be like x-wing or something like that right even. and i'm just like oh that's pretty but it's not right i think that's the biggest thing is like sometimes you know you're if you're playing the game and people are walking by i mean a lot of times it'll grab their attention because of the trays and the miniatures uh, but it doesn't necessarily have that same sort of feeling when you go to an event and you see like a Star Wars Legion table and you're like, the scenery itself is its own you know, attraction where you're like, oh, it's like a downed, you know, ATAT or AT-AT and it's a, or it's a Star Destroyer that's smashed up or something. You're like, whoa, and now you're moving these miniatures around it. That's uh, what I enjoy about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I came into Star Wars just wanting to paint clones. That's it. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, I have all four armies because they're just... <laughs> you get a droid army in a, in a, in a, being displayed in a store before you know it. <laughs> and and I'm working on Rebels and Empire uh, on this later on. But I just wanted to paint Rex. Mm-hmm. And then I see the terrain and the rules caught me. And, and I ended up buying so many... But that terrain, it just looks so good. Yeah, that would be something that we should probably have explored by the community too. People have ideas for how to to kind of build up that terrain piece more. Yeah, and I've seen people print out those uh those official those really big um uh iron thrones. Mm-hmm. You know, the so I've seen them put create those 3D printed iron thrones, which look great and, and um because you can get the one from the Kickstarter, but the one for the 3d printed is just like the full thing it looks really cool but that you know there's there's ways to just put a little a wall here a big forest on top of the where the forest footprint is and then if it if the tree gets in the way move the tree okay um i think that would be great it's not an it's not a bad thing it's just something i would like to see more no i agree uh i think that's a fair a fair criticism too um any any uh factions or characters that you'd like to see explored in the future things that maybe you're looking forward to so now i mean we're up to seven faction there's a lot great joys will be quarter four and you know who knows what's coming down the line but are you pretty content with the ones that are out or is there things that you're like man i really want to see you know this so my third army uh that i got recently was baratheons and 
I tried them out at Captain Con. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, they weren't fully, you know, it's just one starter and I, uh, the cell swords um, that I had with me. But they were great. And I would really like to see more expansion. Um, the Tyrells are are great army. You know, a great little niche to put in for the for the uh, Baratheons for for Renly, um, Marjorie especially. I'm really excited to see Marjorie, yeah, uh, and the Queen of Thorns because she has always been a favorite of mine. Right, very iconic character. <laughs> she is such. She is the queen of jibes. You know, like she will make <laughs> you feel bad. And I want her to make you feel bad in the game. <laughs> yeah, she, she will. <laughs> but I want to see when they go to Lannisters. Mm-hmm. Right? I want to see that part. I want to see where you could take the Queen of Thorns Ooh. with uh, Cersei. Yeah. At the same time. And they both... Or maybe you can't, right? Like something where if you take Cersei, you cannot take the Queen of Thorns as an NCU. Yeah, and I think that's one of the areas that is definitely available and and is an option that hasn't been explored yet. Right. Cause we know from the books too, like these things are going to happen. We know, you know, Jon Snow is going to go beyond the wall and he's going to be with the free folk for a little bit. Does that mean we're going to see a a Jon Snow in a free folk army down the line? I mean, there's nothing to say we can't, or, you know, in fact, it's, it's in the books and that's been their line all along. It's like, Hey, if it's in the books, we can do it. Right. And that's, that's the cool part. It's like when Joffrey is no longer King, but Tommen is, you know, his Mm -hmm. brother is. And, and do we see him eventually take with the King's guard? Yeah. Oh, and, and you know, the, Cersei getting an updated version of herself mm-hmm. uh, where she is just as devious, but more so, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, she already makes me cry when I see her on the field. So, I mean, we already have two, uh, is it Tyrion? Yeah. We already have two yep. Tyrions. So yeah. we know we can get two uh, updated versions of NCUs. Um, so I, I just would like to see where the Tyrells fall into the, the Lannisters yeah. and other parts happen. Um, I think we're still missing some, some Stark heroes as well. Um, I know, I know everyone wants the little bear from the Mormons from the show. Oh, yeah. she, she wasn't in the books. So I yeah. think she would be a great little like, oops, throw her in there just for fun. Uh, but I I think that the way the the game is going so far is great. I really want the Baratheons to be expanded more, um, and the Targaryens. Um, but since they're new, obviously, eventually they All will. Right. So, and we know and eventually, they, in some form or another, we're going to see some sort of dragons either or dragon mechanic. Right, you can see a dragon at this with like a war machine status. You know, it's yeah. Like, 11 points <laughs> well, that, that raised some eyebrows there was a, a distributor that revealed that there was a an item coming out later this year called the uh, uh i think it's targaryen hero box 2 and just says mother of dragons and it's like well i'm assuming it's you know daenerys and some dragons but are those going to be like tactics card dragons are they going to be like little solo dragons are they ncus or is it going to be like these are like the fully grown dragons or maybe down the line we'll see all of that i don't know i i mean up the book to the point had them pretty pretty big yeah um so and they're saying they're basing everything on the book so you can get a a pretty big dragon in the game (laughs) 
So I, I think the Mother of Dragons would be sweet. I can I can just almost imagine where it's a uh she had the eggs at this point. So maybe further on the, the dragons are a little bigger. Yeah. Um so they're like flying around and they do a little fire damage, but I can just see that mechanic growing like just the box every so often of new Yeah. Uh, oh of god, new, that'd be so cool. Of new um of new dragon bo- mother of dragon boxes like every so often. <laughs> And the thing is, like, with the, the nature of the game, since, you know, height doesn't really matter, you can do cool sculpting things or do some really cool, like, raised bases. Yeah, that's that. Oh, the dragons would be almost phenomenal. Dark, Dark Sword has a good reputation for, for sculpting great miniatures and great. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the direwolves all came out great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm and that's a direwolf, you know, like. That's pretty normal. I want to see them go all out on a dragon, even if it's a medium-sized one. Yeah, Daenerys, man. With Daenerys, just with the dragon. Like, that'd be awesome. Where can we uh, find more Nessie Nose? What do you, what do you got in the, in the works here? So you can find me on Nessie Nose on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and uh, Twitch, and YouTube. All, Nessie Nose, uh, two words. And uh, pretty much I got... What do I have? So I got back in into Infinity because they came out with a new uh, version coming out, a new rule set. And I'll be doing Infinity uh, models, but always a Song of Ice and Fire, always Star Wars Legion content coming up. And it's been hard trying to get new YouTube videos, trying to decide what, but I kind of figured I would just start doing more uh, videos with... um, like a painting tutorial on the on the Starks of some yeah, sort. That would be because phenomenal. I I got some good responses on on the on the pictures, and I would pretty much like to help people try to get them on the table as fast and as neat as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And then you know when all this blows over, uh, we're not that far away. At some point, we got to meet up. I definitely would like that. That'd be an awesome thing to just meet up, get some food, throw some dice. <laughs> yeah. And record the game and talk trash the game afterwards. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds like a plan. Good deal. All right. Thanks so much for coming on. And in the meantime, I hope you get your miniatures on the table.